Blog Talk Radio. Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, everyone. This is Trina Newby, your host and business assist coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, June 11, 2018, and as always, bringing you inspiration motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what, a huge success. It is a wonderful Monday here in the beautiful city of Atlanta where I'm broadcasting from, and I'm not sure what your neck of the woods looks like, but it is beautiful here. Of course, we're having thunderstorms and showers all throughout the month. Um, of June for some reason, Um, but perhaps where you are, it could be a little bit cold or it might be blazing hot, but I hope that you are taking in your day and being grateful and being thankful that, first of all, you woke up this morning, right? And second of all, that you have the ability to take action on your dreams and goals because that is just so very, very important. I want to welcome all of you who are new to the show. I've had so many new people to reach out to me uh, via Women About Biz and say hello and just let me know who you are, so I want to thank you so much for that. I also want to encourage all of you to make sure that you're not just taking notes from the show, but that at the end of the show, maybe you will just take a few minutes to uh, jot down how am I going to implement some of the things that Trina is talking about. And, of course, as always, I want to remind you that if you have not taken advantage of your one free Power Talk session, um, then you need to make sure that you take advantage of that. And, of course, um, that is a 30 to 45-minute coaching session where I am going to empower you with tools, resources, ideas. We can brainstorm ways to grow your business, better ways to streamline your business, become more effective and more productive, which is so very important when you're talking about being successful as a CEO of your company. So to schedule your Power Talk, all you need to do is go to womenaboutbiz.net, and then up in the top right menu bar, click on the word coaching, and once you get to the coaching page, you will automatically see uh, right away the free Power Talk coaching session. I want you to go ahead and get that scheduled. Right now, we are running about a week out, so we're, we've caught up a lot with doing a lot of sessions. And uh, again, if you have had your Power Talk session, then it would just bless me tremendously for you to just go to womenaboutbiz.net and click on the contact link and just send me uh, a personal testimony of how the Power Talk has helped you. That goes a long way in helping other people to know that we give value at womenaboutbiz.net. So here we are on the second week of June, and last week I reminded all of you of something that was very important, which is mid 
year evaluation of where you are and where you need to go for the rest of 2018. Now, it's no secret to all of you who have been long-term listeners that I am all about the money. I am all about encouraging you, motivating you, pushing you toward embracing that as a businesswoman, your first concern should always be making sure that the customer is serviced, right, and then making sure that the money is coming in from the customers that you have served. And so those two things are top priority, and then, of course, along with that is marketing. So if you want to know what the top three priorities in a business should be that you should be most concerned with, you know, for example, if you said to me, Trina, I am a solo entrepreneur. I've got so much going on. I have so many admin things I have to get done. I've got a lot of work on my on my plate, but I need to know what are the top three things that I need to be most concerned with that then I would say in this order, marketing, your clients, customers, and money. Those are the top three things, okay? You want to make sure that you're properly generating leads that uh, that can come into your company, and then you want to make sure that the leads that come in, you want to make sure that you're closing the sale, and of course, as you close sales, you're going to get more customers or clients, and then when you get customers and clients, you want to make sure that the money is coming in from them, that you're not just serving people and and you're not collecting the money, right, but that you're getting the money to come in. And so those are the top three things that, as a CEO, you must be concerned about, marketing, the customers, the clients, and the money. Those are the top three things. Of course, you know, we can put the service or the product right up there as, as another Um, as another important item, but I am just going to stick with those three things for the top three. I'm going to assume that you have your services in place, you have your products in place, you have a customer service system already in place, you have a follow-up system in place. So I'm, I'm assuming that all of these things are in place. When someone asks me that, for example, what are the top three things I should be focusing on, therefore we can get right down to the nitty gritty and say, you know, um, marketing, customers, clients, and then money. And I just want to let you know this. This is so very, very interesting. You know, I continue to see an upward shift in women being fearful of money, speaking about money, okay? And I want to address that for a few minutes because the one thing that I know that holds us back as women is we have a tendency not to ask for what we're worth. We have a tendency to devalue a lot of the times what we're worth, and we're just not, we're really not coming out of the closet about money, okay? At the end of the day, I hear so many negative expressions all focusing or centering around money that you just would not believe it. And sometimes I know that the women who are sharing with me their feelings about money, about different things that are going on, I don't think they realize that they're being negative themselves. I think that it has been ingrained so much so as a habit that they're not realizing it. So I want to just talk for a few minutes um, about how are we embracing money? Okay, how are we embracing that? What are, what are we doing um, 
to really keep ourselves money-centered as a solo entrepreneur, as the CEO of our companies. And one of the things I realized is that you can't have fear about asking people for the money that they owe you. You can't have fear when people ask you how much do you charge. You can't have fear um, about that because people are going to pick up with that, and it's not going to make them feel very confident in you and what you can provide or what you can offer. Um, And, you know, I think so many women are unclear on how much they charge and whether or not it's a good fee or not that 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 comes out in their voices. And then when they see the reaction from other people, that causes their, um, you know, their fear to manifest even more. And before you know it, they're, they're doing you know, services, providing services and giving products away and not even realizing that it's, it's impacting their, down, their, their bottom line in such a way that they're not making money. And when you don't make money, you know it's a flat line, right? Um, the business is dying. And unless you're ready to resuscitate it and give it some CPR, which is lifeblood of the business is money, then it's going to fail. And that's not what we want. We're, we're about success here at Successful Woman Radio. Um, but sometimes I have, I, I get the feeling that a lot of you that are listening are really not putting a lot of the principles that I share with you into, pla- into practice. You're not implementing what you are learning. And I want you to do that, okay? I want you to start not only taking those notes, but I want you to schedule, let's schedule about 10 minutes after the show and just say, okay, here's what I learned on the show today. How can I put this into place for myself? But in, in talking about money and discussing that today with you for this next few minutes, I just want to share something with you about what brings money about, right, what, what actually causes us to make money, and then who has the power over the money. So let's just talk about those two things. The first thing is let's look at what is the success formula for money, okay? Well, here's my success formula, and this is what has always made me money and money of my, my clients' money and money of people who have mentored me. So I want to share this formula with you, and you can take this formula to the bank. With these things in place, you will always be able to make money, okay? And here it goes, the right information plus the right knowledge plus the right action will always equal money. Now, I put that word right, R-I-G-H-T, in front of information, the right knowledge put together with the right action is always going to equal money, right? Now, that means that you'll have to go on a discovery path with that. You'll have to go on a a success journey in learning what those right information, what that right information is, what the right knowledge you must have is, and what the right actions are. You're going to have to go on a discovery path on that. But what you should know is that you shouldn't be trying to do it all by yourself, right? You You can't do it all by yourself because You aren't going to know all of the answers. You should be looking for mentors. You should be wanting to work with coaches. You should be wanting to uh, take a shorter road instead of trying to do everything by yourself and instead of trying to figure it all out by yourself. 
you should be wanting to tap into the potential and the resources of others, right? So very, very important. And I think that where women are concerned, there's just too many of us that are lone rangers. We are trying to do everything by ourselves, trying to buy a book to learn everything that we need to learn and then go back and try to implement that. And, you know, we're just trying to do too many things. And that's really not what a solo entrepreneur means. Solo entrepreneurism does not mean um, I'm the only one that does every single thing that needs to be done for my business, so therefore I'm a solo entrepreneur. No, it doesn't mean that. Being a solo entrepreneur basically means that, hey, at this time, I'm the one that started and created this company. At the present time, I'm the one at this moment that's the only person delegating and taking action and spearheading, right, the ideas and the tasks and implementing the things that need to get done. But it doesn't mean that I am by myself. And anyone that thinks that solo entrepreneurism means that I am I am all things to everybody, well, that's going to get you into a lot of trouble. There are people right now that are solo entrepreneurs that are making six and seven-figure income, but they are not doing everything by themselves. They have people that are helping them. They have virtual assistants. They have volunteers. They have interns. They have people on their team. They have an advisory council. They have people that are actually helping them. And so as a solo entrepreneur, you can't be scared to tell somebody how much you charge. You can't be scared to tell someone that they owe you a certain amount of money. That is simply not going to do when it comes to being successful. And I just think there are a lot of women out there that are scared of money. And therefore, as a result, they make these kinds of, I don't want a whole lot of money or I'm not trying to be a millionaire. I just want a little something. Or I'm not trying to make six figures. I just need to make enough to pay my bills. I mean, what kind of talk is that? What, what's, what's going on there? What's happening there? Maybe some of you listening have said that. I've said that before, and I, was, I, I have corrected myself. Trust me. I have truly corrected myself. We have to be careful of and we have to watch what we are saying to ourselves, just as we say you have to watch what you put a child in front of or what a child hears because they can soak up and absorb things like a sponge and without being mature enough, they can take whatever is being said as so. So we do the same thing. If we start saying, I I, I just want a little bit of money or just enough to pay my bills or I don't want to be a millionaire, Right? And the funny thing is, is that we're not even paying attention to the fact that we're saying those kinds of things. And then we turn right back around and say, oh, I want to be a millionaire. And then we wonder, we seriously wonder why we can't seem to align our subconscious mind with our conscious mind so that in agreement it can cause us to manifest that $1 million. It can cause us to go into an action to start manifesting. But it's really because we've already embedded some things into our subconscious mind that are totally working against what it is that we say we want in the conscious. And that can't keep happening. 
as women, we've got to stop the stinking thinking. We've got to stop doing that. And we've got to learn how the words that come out of our mouth and what we think in our minds are embedded in our subconscious mind, which doesn't, which really doesn't look at it as good or bad. It just look, looks at it as is. This is what this person considers to be factual, so therefore I will absorb it and practice that. So this is why a lot of the times we can't accomplish things. This is why a lot of the times many businesswomen are not making money in their business. Anytime you have someone that has everything in place, these are marketing strategies, they're very good at implementation and getting things done, um, but then they're not making money, but they're having leads and inquiries and people connecting, then I have to go and I have to look at, what are you what are you saying about money? Are you closing the sale? Are you asking for the money? Are you asking the person to be your client? What's happening here? Because everything is fitting into place with the exception of the money is not coming in. And so usually that's a signal for me that I'm dealing with someone that may have a fear of bringing money in. And when you have a fear of bringing money in, your main goal is not about the money. Now, I want you guys to think about that because some of you who are listening today have a fear of money, and you may not have ever seen it as such. But here's a big question. When you wake up every morning as a businesswoman and you evaluate what needs to get done for the day, are you more on the labor side looking at all of the admin things or are you on the uh, entrepreneur visionary side looking at how much money needs to come into this business this week? How much came into the business last week? What's the problem if I didn't make enough money? Who do I, who do I need to call who owes me money? If you're not constantly thinking about those things as a CEO, then you, you, you may want to go take a look at whether or not you have a fear of making money. You may want to take a look at that. Because when you do not have a fear of making money and you have unshakable faith in your business, you are doing what it takes to make it happen. You are moving past the fear. You're strapping fear on with the seatbelt, and you're driving on to your road of success, and, and you don't care if fear is there. You're doing what you have to do because your deep-rooted desire, your passion, your purpose for this business is not only to service people, but it's also to make money so that you can then accomplish some other personal dreams and goals that you have for your life. So my question to you today, as we, as we do a mid-year evaluation, as we look at how we're going to make money for the rest of this year, my question to you is, do you want to make money? Do you want to make money? If the answer is yes, then do you desire it enough to develop unshakable faith? Do you desire to have income, wealth, abundance enough for you to take swift and immediate action onto the ideas that you have, the things you know you need to implement. And this is where I see a lot of women having issues at. This is where I see a lot of women falling by the wayside with because they're not willing. 
They're not going to say it to themselves out loud, but the actions will tell you when you're not willing. Here's a test for you. Here's how you can see if you're not willing. Well, you don't take action on your goals. You haven't even looked at your calendar this week. You haven't even identified how much money you need to bring in by Friday. You haven't been following up with people, right? You you haven't been calling three to five new people every day to introduce them to who you are and what you have to offer. You don't have scripts prepared. You don't have a marketing strategy prepared. These are things that indicate that you're not serious about being in business and you're not serious about making money, although in the conscious mind you might be saying to yourself, this is what I want to do. But just like a child absorbs things, again, like a sponge, I'm here to tell you that your subconscious mind absorbs things like a sponge as well. And when it detects that you are not being um, serious enough about bringing in an income for your business, when it detects that there are no actions, okay, being taken to make more money, to follow your goal, to uh, identify and balance with the conscious mind of what it's saying that you want to do, the subconscious mind is going to sabotage you every single time. It's going to say, this isn't what you want to do. You don't want to make money. You say you want to make money. You say you want to be a millionaire, but this isn't what you want to do. And I, I just, you know, as I prayed today about addressing a free topic, a free-range topic, I, I decided to address this money issue because it's wrecking havoc in the lives of women. Now, the second part of this is I want to talk to you about investing in yourself. Because I'm learning some very interesting things about women as they look at investing in themselves and what they hold value to. I'm looking at it. I see it. And I find it very interesting that when it comes to women helping themselves, comes to women want to, want, uh, wanting to invest in themselves and accomplishing their dreams and goals, when it comes to women uh, believing in and wanting to take themselves to another level, but they're not willing to pay even a minimal fee to do so, it tells me that we are not valuing ourselves in the right places. That's what it's telling me. We're not putting value in, in the right place. We're, we're, we're holding value to things that really cannot add value to our lives. But if you were to get an email saying, you know, flat screen, 60-inch uh, televisions on sale at Walmart right now for $100, regular $9.99, um, you would see a loop, a wraparound, and traffic would be backed up for miles of women trying to get to Walmart to get that $100 flat screen 60-inch TV. No, that would be a good deal, right? That would be a great, a fantastic deal. But why is it that we can't make a line and wrap around um, the thought and the concept that we need to invest in ourselves, that we need to help ourselves? Why is it that we are we're always attracted to things that are free, but as soon as it comes time for us to invest in ourselves, 
ourselves and to do something worthwhile that's going to last us, that's going to enhance our lives, we as women tend to back away from it and, and we, we don't hold a value there. See, that tells me that overall, us as women, as a whole, we're still dealing with a lot of low self-esteem issues. What do we think of ourselves? What do we hold valuable to ourselves? I was once talking to a young lady not long ago, and she was telling me that um, she really needed coaching. She was telling me that she's always wanted to work with me. She's listened to Successful Woman Radio. Um, And Sadly to say, you know, she said, well, but I don't, have the, I don't have the money. And I said, well, that's okay. Let's do a power talk. Let's get you at least started with a power talk. She says, yeah, I've heard you over the years describe that power talk. So she got her power talk. She really enjoyed that. And she was able to take what I said and implement some things and started seeing results right away. So I called her back. And I explained to her, um, I, I shared with her that, listen, you know, because you don't have skills in these and these areas, I'm going to recommend that you do at least 30 days of a 30-day segment of coaching, right? That's where you might get coached once a week for 30 days so that you can be held accountable, so that you can see how this system works. Because I know that you're on a budget. She goes, well, how much is that going to cost? We talked about it a little bit. And then, um, you know, she said, well, I can't afford that. So I said, well, I am in the blessing business. So if you can afford this amount, I will help you. And trust me, I don't want to say what that amount was, but it was a very low amount, okay? And she said to me that she could not do that. She couldn't do that amount. And so we began to have a conversation. We began to talk. As a matter of fact, she might be listening today, and I I do have permission to to bring this up. Um, We began to talk, and I just had to be honest with her and say that I felt she was making excuses. I felt she was making excuses because you're, you're contradicting what you want. You're telling me that you want to be more successful in this business. You're telling me that you want to develop yourself as a leader more. But what I'm hearing from you is I want all of these things, but I don't want to have to invest to do it. I don't want to have to invest to do it. And as we continue to talk and delve, I said, why is it that you don't want to invest in yourself? Why is it that you're not willing to stretch yourself, to go the extra mile? Why is that? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Why is that? So I got her to agree to write her budget down and start looking at her numbers to see if she can afford this very low fee that I was going to bless her with. And what we discovered is that she ate out more than twice a week. She had her Starbucks coffee more than three times a week. Um, And we added all of that up just from the eating out and the Starbucks coffee alone and came up with like $150, and I wasn't even charging half of that as a blessing to her. And I pointed out to her that you've got some issues when it comes to investing in yourself. There are some self-esteem issues here, that, and, and we need to work on that. We need to work on that because you can't get to a higher level 
if you're not willing to invest in yourself and take yourself to a place and, and connect yourself and surround yourself with people that know more than you. It's just not going to happen. You'll be forever going in a 360-degree circle trying to figure out why is it year after year that you're still in the same spot, still with the same amount in your checking account, which might for many people be zero. Start looking at what we're placing our value on. We've got to start looking at what we think about money because, again, it is going to cause us to fail every time if we don't stop allowing money to control us. An inanimate object should never control us. So as I gave you the solutions for or the secret to what makes money, it's the right information plus the right knowledge put into the right action is always going to yield your results. And you know that you have these combinations of right things because you have surrounded yourself with people that have proven success and they know more than you. They've been where you want to go and they are willing to share that information with you. So very, very important. But I wanted to bring that up because, you know, over this last week, have been talking to a lot of different women about accomplishing their dreams and goals, and I've I've come to realize that a lot of people are doing a lot of talk, but it's just puffed air. When it comes time to invest in yourself or when it comes time to invest with time and action, it's just not happening. So this is not geared towards any one person. This is a collaborative Um, discussion that I'm having with you all because I really need you to understand that at this juncture of the year, it's time for you to tighten it up, slap your behind, put on your big girl panties, and it's time for you to be the businesswoman that I know that all of you can be. It's time for you to start taking action and have faith in yourself and strap fear in the back seat. It doesn't matter if you have fear. What matters is are you willing to take action and move beyond the fear even though it's there because you believe in what you are doing. You believe in the business that you've selected for yourself. So this is most important. And, again, I brought this up at the very beginning simply because um, it was on my heart. The Spirit put it on my heart to talk to you. So there's somebody or a group of people or many of you who are listening that's supposed to receive that for you. Let me know that that message was received because it was, it's been heavy on my heart all weekend long about women being fearful of money. And we've got to get over that hump if we are going to be successful. You can't be scared of money and be a millionaire and generate even more millions, right? You can't, it's just not going to happen. So we need to move past that. Now, with that said, I want to move forward with the show. I want to tell you some other things that's getting ready to happen in this next 30 minutes. Um, first of all, our topic, our theme for all of this month is developing the leader in you. Leadership is so very important, ladies, and you should know that there are many many things that go into making a successful business and a business that generates 
six- and seven-figure incomes. There are a lot of things that go into it. But when it comes right down to it at the end of the day, the most important thing is you. You have to be the right leader for your business. And it's very, very important that you do, and you have to focus on that. So last week, I started the subtopic of part one of 10 ways to get started with your own personal development system because you have to continually be developing yourself as um, the CEO of your company. You constantly have to be improving and fine-tuning who you are as the CEO in order for you to move your business to the next level. So I gave the first five of those 10 ways on last Monday, and today I'm going to give um, in part two of 10 ways to get started with your own personal development system. I'm going to give the next and last five ways in that system so that um, you can be on your way with implementing what you are hearing today. Very, very important. Of course, I'm also going to give you the five questions to generate cash in 2018. Um, and then our book club, Book of the Month, The Power of Focus for Women, um, we are going to be covering, um, for those of you that have the book, on page 66, um, winning the battle for self-esteem, okay? Winning the battle for self-esteem. And I'm going to be going over some of the most important parts of this section, so I think that you will really enjoy that. And then, of course, we'll wrap up with part two of 10 ways to get started with your own personal development system. So let's go ahead. I want to go ahead and read from um, the book club book of the month, and then I'll go over five questions to generate cash in 2018. This book is really good, The Power Focus for Women by Fran and Les Hewitt. Excellent book, and I think that um, you can get a lot from it. And as I have said in the past, I really do recommend that you put this book in your success library, uh, whether you have an online library with your Kindle um, or whether you have hard copy books in a bookcase, definitely make sure that you add this book. So we start with winning the battle for self-esteem, and the author starts off with a quote from Gloria Steinem. She says, self-esteem isn't everything. It's just that there's nothing without it. And then the author goes on to share a poem that she wrote. She calls it The Truth. She says, I could hear a voice shouting to my left, but the blow to my head had momentarily dazed me. I could barely make out the numbers on the blackboard anymore. They were fuzzy because my tears were getting in the way. The teacher hit me again. You're so stupid, she yelled. I didn't need her to remind me. I was eight years old, and I already knew it was the truth. Wow. That's happened to a lot of women, right? The author says, when I was growing up, people in authority ruled. They were never challenged. School teachers were given free reign to mold and shape the children in their care. To discipline, teachers often used humili humiliating tactics and heavy-handed punishments. Church and religion were huge influences. I remember having a real fear of God. The thought of going to hell was never far from my mind. That was my reality. These day-to-day -day experiences, along with my sensitive nature, spell disaster for any sense of self-esteem. What I didn't know was how the pain of my reality would stay with me for years. I never would have guessed either 
that my spirit could survive and even thrive, eventually leading me to greater purpose and meaning. To some women, the topic of self-esteem is extremely daunting. Others do not have the faintest idea what it means or the significant role it plays in their life. They ask, has it got something to do with confidence or who has time for self-esteem? I'm just trying to raise my kids and pay off my mortgage. For years, I struggled to understand the concept of self-esteem. I used to think the way to get it was to be really good at something, like a job, to be the best in the field. Now I realize this approach was flawed. It was based on wanting other people to look up to me and show respect. This is the opposite of self-esteem coming from a position of need and emptiness. How we feel about ourselves affects every aspect of our experiences, from how we do our work, raise our children, and interact in relationships. It affects how we let others treat us and how we treat others. All of our life circumstances are shaped by who and what we think we are. Self-esteem is essential for a fulfilling life. It is the key to success or failure. The great bonus about self-esteem is that we have the ability to work on it. The stronger our self-esteem, the more likely we are to attract healthy relationships. The more resilient we are, the better we are and can cope with life's adversities. High self-esteem means we are more likely to be ambitious at work as well as in our personal lives, creatively, emotionally, and spiritually. We are totally responsible for our self-esteem. No one else can do the work for us. She says, I hope you're starting to see how the major topics in this book are coming together. Accepting your reality, the desire to change, removing your mask, each topic is like a link in a chain. Couple each link together and you begin to forge a powerful chain that will break down life's barriers. The link we are discussing in this chapter can ball to the end of the chain. Creating healthy self-esteem will obliterate almost every obstacle that gets in your way. She says, focus on building self-esteem and it will sustain you for a lifetime. It doesn't matter how tough your journey has been, how old you are, or how disadvantaged and perceived yourself to be. You can create this crucially important quality to help you clearly understand how it works will first distinguish between true self-esteem and pseudo or the false variety. She says, pseudo self-esteem, struggling with self-esteem is a daily reality for many women. When we don't have an inner sense of value, we often look elsewhere to create it. It's like having an empty space inside us, a void that needs to be filled up. The lower our self-esteem, the bigger the void, and the greater the hunger to fill it, Many women attempt to satisfy this hunger through external sources. They buy into lifestyle and image, whatever it takes to have the perfect look. Shopping for things becomes a substitute for inner harmony. It's pseudo-self-esteem. What happens when these external trappings no longer give our self-esteem a boost? The emptiness returns. Here's an example that she gives. She says Jean likes to treat herself by shopping at exclusive boutiques each with its own aroma of elegance. After making a purchase, she feels a surge of pure joy. As she takes hold of the perfect store bag, crisp and lovely in itself, she can't wait to take ownership of the delicate tissue wrapped object that it contains. For a time, Jean feels energized and uplifted, 
But like any pleasure, whether it is a chocolate bar or a beautiful sunset, it doesn't last. Life has a way of taming our pleasure and reminding us of reality, like when the visa bill arrives. Hmm. Anybody, does that sound familiar? She says, do you like to shop? Does it give you a thrill to acquire new possessions? Most women would answer yes. How do you feel, for instance, when you buy a new outfit and receive a compliment? Did you lose weight? That outfit looks stunning on you. You feel great, don't you? Your self-esteem button is pushed and you get a little boost, but how long does it last? Maybe until you're tired of the outfit or you don't feel good wearing it anymore. So off you go to buy something else. In an effort to look better and feel better, we buy new furniture, a new car, the latest gadget for our homes. The media does it uh, does its bit too to help with that, right? Every day we're bombarded by advertising messages to buy more, be bigger, buy better, buy now, pay later. Many women feel driven to buy. They think having possessions reflects on their self-worth. If they can't afford to buy the newest, greatest thing, they feel miserable. Ever go shopping just because you're feeling low? When my kids were little, I used to drag them to the mall, not just to get out of the house, but to buy something so I could feel better. I'd feel like my shopping, I'd fill my shopping cart with all sorts of items I didn't really need. Then I'd look forward to going home and unloading them. I'd get my fix. However, the up wouldn't last long because I'd feel bad about the money I'd spent duplicating what I already had. I would rationalize this by looking at the savings on my bulk purchases of socks and pantyhose. After all, a girl can't have too many, right? What I really needed was to learn how to feel better about myself without filling my home with unnecessary clutter. I still like to shop, of course, but now... I'm aware of my feelings and intentions. I first check how I feel, and if I'm uneasy about a purchase for whatever reason, I don't buy it. I let my intuition guide me. Practice this. It works. And I'm going to stop right there because I'm going to continue reading about self-esteem on next Monday. And again, I've just read from the book, The Power of Focus for Women, What Successful Women Know About the Secret conquering challenges and creating change in their lives. But I think as women, we all need to deal with the self-esteem issue. As I said earlier on the show, we have a fear of money, and that's really holding us back from really being successful because we, we have this fear of money, and we're placing our value on the wrong thing. I want to go ahead right now, and I want to move into the five questions, okay, to generate cash in 2018. Now, keep in mind, many people are sharing with me that they are getting different answers when they ask themselves these questions every week. And so you might experience the same thing, but that's what they're for. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to help you get in a different space of thought so that you can improve and brainstorm and look for more ways to generate your success, right? Here's question number one. What must I do to achieve my sales goals this week or month? Number two, am I consistent in implementing my marketing system to attract new leads? Number three, have I identified a minimum of three new people to talk daily about the benefits 
of using my services or products. Number four, what are the business goals that I need to accomplish this week? Lastly, number five, what must I change about my leadership to move my business forward? Again, what must I change about my leadership to move my business forward? Well, that brings me into the last segment of the show today, and that's our hot topic of 10 ways to develop your very own personal development system, right? And last week on Monday, I gave you the first five of the 10, and I'm going to quickly go over those for those of you that did not get a chance to listen to the show. I'm going to go ahead and go over the first five, but I'm going to go through them quickly because I'm going to slow down uh, as we move on to number six through 10, okay? So uh, in setting the pace, I just want to say that personal development is so important because it gives us such confidence when we are building our skills on various areas that we need to have a more successful life and business. So very, very important. And so last week I recommended that you spend at least a minimum of 30 minutes to one hour working on your personal development skills. And I also talked about um, the fact that there are a lot of people, a lot of successful people that work up to, you know, three and four hours uh, weekly on their personal development, some people two hours a day, two and three hours a day. So it's not uncommon for successful people to develop themselves and to work on their self-esteem and to um, really become the best leaders and CEOs of their companies that they can be. But always know that leadership has more to do with you personally, your productivity skills, your ethics, your value, um, what you know how to do, how, how to be the ambassador for your business, how to get out there in front of people, how to drive the sales, how to develop better marketing plans, how to set the price. Your personal development skills are necessary to become an excellent leader, okay? And, again, you can ask any successful businesswoman what the keys to her success are, and, of course, she will most likely mention personal development. So it requires a total buy-in from you, a total, a total buy-in, a total investment of your time, your money, and your commitment to take action on what you are learning. It also means that you will take full responsibility for everything that occurs in your life and know that you have the ability to change the negative and increase the positive. So very, very important. So with that said, here are the first five of the 10 ways to get started with your own personal development system. And again, I'm not going to elaborate on these because they were covered in last week's show. Number one was set at least 30 minutes to one hour in your schedule for personal development. Number two was to create a journal um, and start writing down areas of your life that you would like to improve in, both, both personally and professionally. Number three was to complete a personal development worksheet, and I shared with you guys who are members of Women About Biz where that is, and I know I promised all of you that I would put that worksheet out in the blog at Women About Biz as well, so promise to get that done. Um, and then number four, schedule time to complete each action 
that is needed. And then number five was take notice as to whether you see improvement or not. So, I'm, again, I'm not going to elaborate on those because they were covered on last Monday the 4th. Um, and if you would like to hear that broadcast, go to womenaboutbiz.net, menu bar, click on podcast, and right there on that same page, once you get there, on the right-hand column, you'll see the broad, uh, the broadcast of the previous week's show, and you'll be able to listen, okay? So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and move on to number six today uh, in the 10 ways to get started with your own personal development uh, system, and then I'll be elaborating on these last five. So number six is consider working with a life or a business coach, or being a part of a one-on-one or group session is even uh, even very helpful. Okay, now you know for a lot of people, coaching and working with a consultant or working with a working with someone who can help you to move yourself to the next level. That's very foreign to a lot of people, but what you need to understand and what I have personally learned is that when you work with someone who is a coach or someone who can help you, the first thing that needs to happen is is that if you're working with this person to help you to get your business to the next level, usually you're looking for someone who has been there ahead of you. They, they are achieving what you already want to achieve. Right, so it's okay to ask them. You know, um, have they generated six figures in their business? How are they doing? How do they accomplish things? Do they accomplish their goals? You know, um, share some of the techniques that they use to work with their business. See, that's why I share all of that with you guys because I want you to know, hey, I'm using these things too, and they they are helping me, and therefore I know that they can help other women as well. Um, so using a coach is very uh, very important. And, you know, we attach that word coach, but mentor, coach, counselor, consultant, getting other people to help you, so uh, to hold you accountable so that you can move forward with, with really creating a successful business, it's nothing new. Most successful people have done that. Here's number seven, purchase at least one book that will enhance your knowledge in each area that you've identified you need to build your skill on, right? Very, very important. Um, now, this could be a hard copy book that you pick up from an actual bookstore or an audio or ebook that you order online, but purchase at least one book per skill that you feel you can read it and gain some really good knowledge uh, from. Now, I want to do a side note on this one because this is really, really important. As a leader, I am not for buying a book that's going to teach me how to do certain things just so that I can come back in my business and try to do it all on my own. I am not for that route. Now, is there anything wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But what I'm trying to say is that if you're looking for the fastest route to grow into your leadership authority, if you're looking for the fastest way to move your business around, and move it along, then it's not going to be you taking step-by-step buying a book to learn how to do each and everything that the labor side of your business needs. It's it's not going to work. You're going to be years trying to figure that out. And and trust me, I've talked to people. I've talked to people who go and buy books all the time about how how to build their website, and 
um, it's been two years, and they still haven't finished building the website. And every time I talk to them, it's like, well, you know, I've got to go back over that book again, or I've got to finish watching the videos to see how to do this or that. Well, a good leader doesn't do that, hands down. A good leader doesn't do that. So when I talk about purchasing at least one book, most of these are going to be books and topics on the leadership authority. They're going to be books that will help you to, to understand productivity or how to better delegate or how to effectively manage your time or how to lead a team, um, you know, um, on how to put a marketing plan together so that you can understand the full concept in which you may go and delegate that to someone else. So, Again, when, you, when you're looking at purchasing these books, I'm not saying purchase a book so you can learn always how to do it. I'm saying purchase a book so that it can enhance your knowledge so that you can effectively delegate, so that you can effectively lead. And so it's not always going to be a book on, you know, how to set up an Instagram account or how to set up a Facebook account or how to build a website. It, those, those are good books. And there's nothing wrong with you purchasing those types of books, but I'm going to let you know, if you're figuring out that you've made a list of 20 things that need to get done and you need 20 books to tell you how to do it, ain't going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And if it does happen, it's going to be so slow that you might lose interest in your business altogether because you are focused on the wrong thing. So as a leader, you must be focused on what leaders need to be focused on. What are those top three things, right? Marketing, servicing the customer, client, and making money. You need to be focused on those top three things and then prioritize some other things that need to get done in your business. Here's number eight. Search for seminars in person or online courses that you can take. Okay, there are a lot of wonderful leaders out there, a lot of people that I follow um, just uh, as, as an example, um, I love Brian Tracy. Uh, I love uh, Anthony. I really like Anthony Robbins. Um, I'm trying to think of some. If you're in network marketing, Nicola Smith Jackson, successwithnicola.com, uh, dannyjohnson.com. I'm trying to think of some really good, you know, resources for you that that you would really, really like. And there's just so many other people out there. Um, you know, Lisa Nichols, talking about motivation, getting things done, leadership. Lisa Nichols is very, very good. Um, you know, and again, these are, these are people that I follow, people that I listen to. And I'm just here to let you know that you've got to invest in yourself. You really do. Um, and that could be an area because I've had people to tell me this. I've had people to tell me, Trina, it wasn't until I started investing in myself that my life started moving forward. I started seeing the error of my ways and realized that if I wasn't willing to invest in myself, what made me think that other people were even willing to purchase my services? Think about it, right? Okay. Here goes number nine. Consider making larger commitments to improving yourself, such as you know, going back to school, a three-month or six-month certification in leadership or entrepreneurism, programs, training programs, right? Consider that if the time is, is available to you. There are many wonderful entrepreneur training programs in local cities that you can go to, and many of them are scholarship-based. Check and see what the mayor's office has available. Check and see what the governor's office has available, because most of the time the mayor's office, the governor's office, 
and your local um, city community college all have entrepreneur training programs that are oftentimes on a scholarship basis. So go check those out. Um, and then, of course, you can't forget SBA because SBA in various areas does have really good information. And they also score, S-C-O-R-E, score.org, has wonderful online resources that you need to check out for business, okay? I just want all of you to keep in mind that as you develop yourself personally um, and leadership-wise, keep in mind that you're not trying to develop yourself so that you can do all of the work. You're trying to develop yourself so that you have many aha moments about delegation, how, how to get people to help you, how to build a power team of individuals that can service you from volunteers, interns, to people that are paid contractors. That's what's most important. And then number 10, last but not least, in the 10 ways, 10 ways to get started with your own personal development system, you need to place no limits on your dreams and goals and make sure that you let no one else place limits on you either. Keep yourself surrounded by positive and encouraging people. I cannot talk about that enough. Women, we have a tendency to allow ourselves to hang around negative environments, negative people, even negative things on the television. And we need to be paying attention to what we spend our time on. We need to be paying attention to what we invest our time, right? Because every time you watch an hour of television, you're investing your time. Every time you're in a negative conversation with someone, you're investing your time. But those things that you invest in, sometimes they don't yield a return to you at all. So what you need to do is on purpose know what you're going to invest your time in, which is so very important. Know what you're going to invest your time in. Maybe you're going to invest your time in an hour of reading one of those books about becoming a better leader. Maybe you're going to invest a one hour of your time in personal coaching. Maybe you're going to invest one hour of your time in listening to other authority figures on generating six- and seven-figure incomes and what they have to say um, about ways to grow your business. Maybe you're going to invest your time on writing down your strategies to be a more successful businesswoman. But it is not going to happen by osmosis just out of the thin air. It's going to require unshakable faith, right? Remember that level of belief so deeply rooted that it compels you to take swift and immediate action. So, ladies, at the end of this show, you know, there's so many things that I could say about being the best leader that you can be, but it has to come from you. You have to want it. You have to be hungry enough and wanted enough to where you're willing to change how you feel about things, how you feel about investing in yourself, how you feel about taking action on what it is that you want, how you feel about pushing fear aside and moving ahead anyway. Well, that's all I have for today. I want you all to know I love you with the love of best love that you can have, and I want you to make sure you mark your calendar for next Monday, June 18th, as I continue to share with you our topic 
about being a leader. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.